0: July, huh? Yeah. What do you think? I love it. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. So what do you think of those missiles landing right together? That is phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Makes me emotional. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to turn some time over <laughs> to you. <laughs> so we'd like to hear a few words from her. <laughs> Uh, it's just—it's exciting. I like academy, Science students, is amazing, students, and I students, love our yeah. campus. Oh, isn't he amazing? 4.0. Yeah. 4.0. Yeah, I just—I think it's absolutely amazing. It is. And what about the uh, zero gravity? Uh, yeah. That was—that was pretty neat too. You know, gravity. Gravity is something that's very fascinating, and uh, it, the law of gravity is still a law. Someday, I hope that changes and it's something we can control. <laughs> uh, when I was in college, I wrote a paper, an editorial for the engineering magazine, and I made the title of it, If the Apple Did Not Fall. Mm-hmm. Remember Sir Isaac Newton mm-hmm. and his apple? And, will you stop <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to have a hanky here if we don't think. <laughs> We're going to have to share that with w- Why don't you tell us some really good jokes? <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't do that. I just get right to it's the emotional. punchline line and we're done. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> anyway, my my paper said that if we could control gravity, if it wasn't a law, we could do all kinds of things and I speculated on what we could do. But uh, John told us a little bit about the <clears throat> Vomit Comet, yeah. <laughs> the, the zero-gravity mm-hmm. experimental laboratory inside a, an airplane. And the idea is the airplane flies up, and as it's going up, you're going with it, but then it starts to tilt down at the same rate that you're falling. And it has a computer that flies it during that, mm-hmm. that curve. Mm-hmm. And so it's falling the same speed you are, so you don't feel like there's any gravity. Um, I had the idea that we should make a, a bigger zero gravity thing to do experiments, because there's a lot of zero gravity experiments that they do on the airplane. Of course, now we do a lot of them in the space station. But uh, there's a lot more we'd like to do. And I thought, well, why don't we make a space tower? And we've talked about this a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but a space tower, in, in my vision, was gonna be a very, very, very tall tower like the Eiffel Tower, only a lot bigger. And the idea is it would have an elevator that would be controlled by a computer. So the elevator would accelerate pretty fast and you'd feel it on your feet like you're taking off in a Learjet. And about halfway up, the computer would slow down how fast the elevator is accelerating so that it would slow down at the same rate the gravity was slowing you down. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, It would feel like you had no weight on your feet on the floor Mm -hmm. because the floor is moving the same speed you are. And so all the way up to the top would coast. And for a second, you know, you kind of have zero gravity where you're not going up or down. And then it would start down and the elevator would go down the same rate you fell. So it would just seem like you're floating in space and you could tilt over and do all sorts of things. And then about halfway down, they'd have to start deaccelerating. So when you hit the bottom, it wouldn't be too hard. Okay, so that would be the space elevator, a zero gravity testing device, mm-hmm. which I thought would be a really neat thing to build. And furthermore, uh, John reminded me tonight because he was talking about the robots that can, you know, turn themselves into a couch. You mm-hmm. say couch, couch. <laughs> um, I thought we could build the space tower with robots. Wouldn't that That's be fun? Right, yeah. You just have these little robots taking the pieces up and building it. Be That'd be so neat to watch. Neat. It's going to be neat. I, I think it? it would really be fun. Are yeah, you going to really be. do that? You know, the other night I was at the the computer store and mm-hmm. I was looking at all of the different kinds of new technologies coming out on computers because we're getting ready to make the next generation of the solus pods mm-hmm. and solus computers. and. Uh, There was a a little ball there that was an Alexa ball. You know, Alexa's when, hello Alexa, and then she responds, and you tell her what to do, and she supposedly does it for you. (laughs) But uh, they had a little Alexa ball there, and as I walked by, something triggered it, and it says, hello, my name is Alexa, may I help you? And there was a computer right next to it over here that had Alexa turned on, and she said, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that. So when the first one said Alexa, it triggered the second one. Wow. And I thought, you know, we could have a whole room full of these. <laughs> Just think how fun that would be. In in physics, uh, we learn about a population inversion, and that's kind of a of an interesting thing. When you have a uh, a nuclear reaction, you have. Uh, For example, plutonium or uranium atoms decomposing, giving off radioactive particles. Well, if the particle hits another uranium atom and splits it, and then those two particles hit two more and hit two more, then you get a a chain reaction, and you can get an explosion or you get a nuclear reactor. Well, the demonstration that they do for physics students is they have a room in the physics building that is clear full of mouse traps. And on every mouse trap, there are two ping pong balls. And so the the teacher, the professor, takes one ping pong ball and throws it anywhere in the room. And when that ping pong ball hits a mouse trap, the mouse trap goes off and shoots out two more balls. And then the, pretty soon the whole room just erupts. <laughs> and all the ping pong balls go flying. Well, what if we did that with Alexa? <laughs> we had a whole big room full of Alexas and just see what they would figure out. <laughs> I know some people that are like that. That would like Alexa. No, we're just like that sometimes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I want to talk a little bit about uh, the thing I talked about last week to our educators. And this, this is our our second time in this new William P. Lear lecture hall Mm -hmm. doing Science Live. and um, For the last several months, we've had people coming to Science Live that had to stand up or put chairs in the aisle or not get in because we've been we've been too full. And so uh, now we have a room that's so big. Look at all those empty chairs. It's great. Uh, it's it's exciting. Can we show all the empty chairs back there? I just would like to tell everybody that they'll keep going, keep going, keep going. More empty chairs. Keep going. Come on. Sweep, sweep. All those empty chairs are for you guys, okay? But the the exciting uh, thing is we have a lot more room now, and, and we've had a lot of requests of people wanting to come and join us, and we said, you know, Sometime, <laughs> well, now we got room, you're welcome to come, and, and we have a cafeteria too, so you can mm-hmm. even get food when you come, which mm-hmm. is good. But it's it's exciting to think uh, how many chairs we have through the internet. Um, we actually have pretty good crowd with us tonight, mm-hmm. and and every week, and that's uh, that's a wonderful intimidating, exciting thing. I, I was telling the people here just before we started that last week when I saw that this whole auditorium was jam-packed, I put on my reading glasses so I couldn't <laughs> see my many people were there. <laughs> so I wouldn't get nervous. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. it's exciting to think that there is that much interest in science. Yes. And Acelus is absolutely amazing, and we've been working very hard to develop new technologies to accelerate learning and to make it more fun. And I, I shared with the educators that gathered here last week what we're doing on the next generation of cells. And I want to share some of that with you today, if, if that'd be okay. Of course. Okay, good. So I, I do have a few slides and I can show you a few things. First of all, for the educators, um, I needed to tell them about Science Live. And they don't know anything about Science Live, so I had to kind of be able to introduce it to them. We were Science Live, we have this little intro, and it's got that. And then at the very, very end, we, we all look forward to the Page, Dr. Paget intro. Tonight it was fireworks. <laughs> but each, each time is something a little different. And you know, I think some of the students only attend to find out how is gonna <laughs> enter. tonight. It was fireworks. But I showed them some of her entrances in the past. <clears throat> Remember this one? And there she goes. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> is that your favorite? What about this one? Aha, uh-huh. uh-huh. and then at the end of this one, we it's had a little out. ender that was kind of special. That. <laughs> yeah. Try to contain me. <laughs> Just try. I know better. <laughs> and then, there's this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> See? So. They protect me, those butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> or something like mm-hmm. that, huh? Isn't it fun though? When when we decided to do these little intros, I thought you know that'd be kind of fun, and it it was based on our concern that we may be dealing with outer space aliens. Right. We, weren't <laughs> sure. we weren't sure, and yeah. so we kind of showed that, and mm-hmm. it's it's got to be kind of fun. Uh, I have another one. Oh. <laughs> <This> <laughs> one One more. One more. How many did you do? Yeah, oh, this, no. is favorite, this is a favorite. Oh, this is a one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a soft pop, wasn't it? <laughs> and one more. Oh. <laughs> Love drones. so anyway That's neat. we we explained to them about science live and about how much of uh, how much fun we're having each wednesday night or sometime during the week for those mm-hmm. that join us later um, talking about science and talking about making goals and doing things with our lives and and it it really is kind of fun yes. but then we got into talking about Sell us how it works and how it's going to work in the future and how we're going to make it different. And I realized a lot of the students would like to see what's coming. Okay So one of the things we're doing you can see in this slide which shows uh, That a student just scored 97 percent on a particular assignment And you notice down the bottom there this student received a a gold credit reward of 64 credits now the, the images I'm showing you are the ones for the elementary school version uh, or the younger students. But I, I think you can kind of uh, imagine how this is for the older students. The, the whole idea of offering gold rewards for achievement in study uh, was my idea of helping a student realize how valuable knowledge is. Everything you le- learn in your education is going to empower you to do things in your life, and that's that's kind of exciting. So the symbolism of being able to get some gold, like see that little bit of gold? If, if you're getting gold for each learning goal you achieve, then it's pretty wonderful. And that gold can actually increase, and as you progress through your studies, you can accumulate more gold, and... Yeah, you know, pretty soon it can be a whole pile of gold, which is kind of exciting, mm-hmm. which can lead to a whole treasure chest <laughs> of gold. Mm-hmm. And this is where it kind of gets fun because we, we want the, the gold credits to have some value. So part of my, my vision of where we want to take this is to get a lot of my friends and my friends to become friends mm-hmm. in industry helping us out. And we want them to maybe step up and help us have some, some prizes, mm-hmm. some hats, t-shirts, things like that, That's posters cool. that you can earn. So when you build up your gold credits, you'd be able to go to the seller store and order things that would uh, be kind of fun to have. And, and again, it's helping us realize knowledge is valuable. Knowledge is taking me somewhere. Now, look how big I am behind myself. (laughs) That is really, that's quite an angle, isn't it? My, my. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, I don't want to get carried away with this, but you remember that gold treasure chest? Uh Well, it can even grow from there, can't it? Wow! Oh yeah! That's what knowledge does. This is exactly what knowledge does, it and mind. it's really yeah. kind of fun when you think about it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting back into the interface. So here's your gold credits there, and that screen is building up as you earn them. But you notice you've got other things on here, and one of them is the the pie circle over there, which is the time spent. Mm-hmm. And this shows how much time, how, well, what percent of the time you've been studying. Have you spent on each subject? And we have had some parents and some of our teachers say that some of our students get stuck on something like Mm social-emotional, and they don't do their other classes, and so the pie kind of uh, gets a little message like this Uh one. (coughs) Don't forget to work on math. So it reminds you, and if you get too carried away, and the part of the pie that's everything but social-emotional or something else gets too small, (laughs) Uh then you get encouraged to to keep studying, which is a good thing. Now this is kind of a, a fun one. This is your, your classmates. We really think that it is motivational and fun if you can develop classmates. Yeah. And in Acellus, there's a lot of students that are studying sometimes uh, next door, sometimes around the world and it's fun to be able to interact with them. And so in Acellus Gold, we call this new edition, we're putting in the element of having students be able to communicate. Now some of you have been participating in Acellus Neighbors. Acellus Neighbors was my rocket that's supposed to land on the platform, you know, Elon Musk had a few fireworks as he was perfecting his. <laughs> well, I will tell you that in <laughs> some neighbors we had a few fireworks. Uh, it's been a little rocky at times, because uh, everybody needs to remember that uh, we've got to be respectful of each other, and, and we need to be appropriate. So as we worked on this interaction screen, we tried to figure out a way that we can have students uh, get to know some of their, their peers that are taking the same classes. And so in, in a class, a group of students that are, that are in about the same level you are in the class show up on your leaderboard. And every week, the position of the, the top three are shown there. And it starts over each week, and it's based on how much progress you're making towards your goal. Uh, that's called a little bit of positive peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really fun way to get motivated. And so you can see how you're doing there, and and uh, I think that's really neat. As you accomplish your goals in Ocelos Gold, uh, you, you have other activities you can do. And in this case, I want you to look at that first activity there, which is called Write a Book. Now some of you are a little bit older, but imagine when you were in elementary school and you were given an opportunity to write a book. Everybody would like to write a book. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, looking at a blank piece of paper is where most kids get stuck on writing their book? <laughs> yeah. the, the problem with a, a a blank piece of paper is that it's so empty <laughs> and it's so hard to get an idea and so our uh, architect of sell us gold, Dr. Jacob, has been studying how to help students not get stuck there. And he came up with some really, really interesting ideas. Instead of a blank piece of paper, you look at themes. Here's some things. You could be circus, wild west, forest, and we're going to create a whole bunch of these. So it's just a theme that your book's going to be about. Okay, So you choose which one it's going to be about, and then you have the ability to choose a background, and then you start getting to put the elements in front of the background. So just think of that image there, and you're picking things on the bottom, and as you click on them, they show up in the picture. So pretty soon, you draw a picture with whatever elements you choose, okay? Now you're not looking at a blank piece of paper. Now you're starting to get some really, really good ideas. By the way, that's Tobler the bear, a mm-hmm. little naughty chicken friend that I call beak, Mm -hmm. and uh, now you're ready for the next screen, which adds a place for you to start typing your story. This is where you get to start writing, and the writing goes in through the writing tutor, which means that it's going to make sure that you don't write misspelled words in your book or use bad grammar or things like that. So you actually get the experience of being able to write a book. And when that's done, you end up with a library. A library that is clear full of books that you wrote. And that kind of gives you the fulfillment of putting in the effort writing the book. Now, when someone gets carried away and does a really outstanding book, then we publish it in the Acellus library for others in your class, and if if it's really outstanding, for all the Acellus kids to look at. So you have your books, plus you get to see the outstanding books of others. Isn't that fun? That is neat. It really is is kind of fun, isn't it? Um, Now here's a, a screen that shows you a little bit of the interface for middle school. See, it's a little bit more mature. There's your classes, mathematics, reading, now you just kind of push on the one that you want to start, and you can roll these back and forth on a tablet, or or you got side arrows to navigate to the one you want. But it's it's a whole new touch and feel, a new kind of, a, of an attitude. Can you see what we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And throughout the, the Acellus Gold, we're trying to take everything that we've done right and plus it, make it better. Um, A lot of people were not aware that Walt Disney started out in Kansas City, right here, where the birthplace of Ocellus. Mm -hmm. And Walt Disney did many wonderful things during his lifetime, a lot of very inspirational things. And one of the uh, things he's best known for with his team is he'd hire amazing, talented people, like we do in Ocellus, and then when they would create something like movie, script, or a cartoon or something, he'll go in and look at it with them, and then he would say, okay, now, can you plus it? Can you make it better? Always trying to build excellence, and that's what we're trying to do with the Cellus. In this uh, particular screen, which is the high school version, again, you have the the same kinds of, of things. Here are your classes. But once you get into those classes, we want to have you see something different. And we do that with a new technology we call 3Di. 3Di. Everybody knows what 3D is. Mm -hmm. That's one more than 2D. (laughs) 3D means three-dimensional, and the I stands for instruction. There are a lot of concepts that students need to learn that are very hard to convey with words. Words are pretty good, but they say a picture's worth a thousand words. Some concepts are even hard to convey with a picture mm-hmm. or a drawing. And in that case, you need a 3D imagery video. You need a something that is three-dimensional so that you can get a concept. Uh, a real good example of why we need this and how it works comes from the fifth grade obstacle. Students for some reason, not not all of them, but many students get stuck in fifth grade trying to learn fractions. I don't know why fractions are so hard. Actually, I think I do know why. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's because trying to explain some of the concepts relating to fractions gets very hard to do with words. Like, let's try this. Okay, now, whenever you add or subtract fractions, be sure you always first have a common denominator. (laughs) And students, look at the teacher. A common what? (laughs) Ancestor. No, denominator. (laughs) And so the concept Of why you need a common denominator is actually a very simple concept but it's it's people don't know what a denominator is and they're not used to it what if we could use a 3d video that would show that in a way that the students would get it and especially as you get older in the math and science and and even sometimes in history and other courses if you have a video, a 3D video, you're able to quickly learn something that might right over. And I'd like to kind of show you an example of how this works. Oh boy, a chocolate pie with cinnamon bears, my favorite. I want some. Me too. Okay, then I will break the pie into three pieces. Hey, wait, that's not fair. Yours is bigger. Okay. Two pieces for you, two pieces for you, and two pieces left for me. What? That's not fair. Why? You both have two pieces, same as me. But yours is bigger. If you're going to count how many pieces everyone has, the pieces have to be the same size. Tobler and his friends have a problem. The more Big breaks the pie into pieces, the more everything becomes uneven. First, the pie was whole. Then it was broken into two pieces. Next, Beak broke one of the halves into half again. Now he had three pieces, but they weren't the same size. In math, we show this by changing the number at the bottom of the fraction. This is called the denominator, and Beak had one half and two fourths. Next, he broke all of the pieces again but the pieces were still different sizes. The only way Beak and his friends can fix this is by making the denominator the same for each piece. I know how to fix this. We need to make all the pieces the same size. Now we separate the pieces into three even piles. It looks like we each get four pieces. Tower, you're so smart. Next time I'll just remember to make all the pieces the same size before I add or subtract. I think my way was better. (laughs) (laughs) So so what do you think? That is so neat. So 3DI is one of the big things Mm -hmm. that we're going to use to really accelerate learning. Ah. And It's for when words are just not enough, a concept that's a little hard to grasp. I believe it's going to change education, this one simple thing, and it's part of of the next thing. You know, knowledge is power, and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Acellus Gold is redefining e-learning by bringing value and achievement to academic growth. That's our plan. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. We're going to do it, too. Aren't and we? we are doing, it. Yeah, doing now, it. A lot of students are saying, OK, so how soon do we get these 3D eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and I have some good news. The first one's going live tonight. <laughs> really? Did you see it? <laughs> I- <laughs> you didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> she, she walked right into that, I didn't did, she? I did. <laughs> yeah, I Where really else are fun. you going to lead me? <laughs> Oh, never so, mind. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. I want to go back to my cousin, Elon oh, yeah? Musk. Mm-hmm. Did you <laughs> know that he's my cousin? I know that. He doesn't know that yet either. <laughs> but uh, I just, I relate so much to this guy because he really is an incredible inventioneer. Yes. He, he does projects based on what he wants to do, not on whether or not he can or mm-hmm. whether or not anyone can or how much it cost. And I really, really respect that. and yeah. I, I think he's really changing our world in a positive way. And we need a lot of inventioners. Yes. We really, really do. But these reusable boosters. So the booster rockets will launch the payload into space, and then they fly back to the, the landing spot. And they've had tremendous success so far of getting them back safely, and then they can refuel them and send them up again. But here's something that I wonder if you've thought about. This wasn't the first time that someone tried to make a reusable booster. Mm-hmm. That was the whole idea of the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. The space shuttle was a great big rocket that would fly up into space and launch our telescope or our our satellite, whatever it was we were launching. And then it would fall back to Earth and it would land like an airplane. Mm-hmm. And it was used over and over again. Sometimes it would land out in the desert in California. And then remember they'd put a piggyback on the big airliner and fly it back to NASA. Well, that was reusable and they used the reused the space shuttle over and over again. However, it turned out that it was more expensive to prepare the space shuttle for the ne- next launch than just making a whole other rocket. Oh. So good idea, but needed to work on the deployment. And you know, when they started out on the space shuttle, they were pretty sure it was gonna save a lot of money on every launch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Turned out not to. And that's why it was finally uh, put in a museum because it just was too expensive. And I think it underscores a basic principle of science, of research, and also of, of our lives. And that is, it always looks easier before you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you get down to the bottom of the optimism curve, is not necessarily the best time to quit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to keep going from there. And um, hats off to a uh, cousin. He's, we're not related, I don't think. We could we guys be. are both Yeah, we're like both inventionaires yeah. and that makes us cousins. Yeah. But uh, hats off to him for what he's doing. And I I would just like to think that because we're doing Science Live, that some of you are going to do really, really, really remarkable things. Now, some of you will probably end up making pies with cinnamon bears, and that'll be (laughs) good. That'll be good, yes. But I think that as you gain knowledge, you empower yourself to do whatever you want to do in your life. And that's what I'm all about. Have a wonderful Fourth of July.